Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give you praise this morning. That was a wonderful word. And I'm Googling. Hang on. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Y'all look at John 15, 13. That just quickened, he quickened this in my spirit just then. That was a, that's a great revelation what pastor just brought us. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> to pray and obey. Pray and obey, but I do what I do out of love for him. He's the one. He gave his life for me. And this scripture right here says, Greater love has no man than this than to lay one's life down for his friends. Now, do, don't we want to be called the friend of God? I am a friend of God. Well, no greater love can I show him than to lay my life down and do what he's called me to do because he called me to do it. He equipped me to do it. He gives me everything I need to do it. And so I shouldn't have to have. I shouldn't have to say, well, what's in it for me, God? And I know I, yes, <laughs> yes, have been there just this morning. Early this morning I was praying, and God, I don't want it. my worship to always be for a reason, because I need something from you or because I, I come to you for one of my kids or, or I do, you know, I don't want my worship of you to be for a reason. To me, that's not worship. You know, I want to just come to you with no ulterior motive because you and you alone are worthy because you and you alone laid your life down for me because you and you alone are the only, you're just Jesus because you are Jesus and because I love you and I just want to be with you and I, ju I just love your presence and, and I just want to lean back against you and breathe and, you know, I don't want there to be an ulterior motive. In my worship. I don't want there to be some something that I have to get out of it. I don't want it to be that way. And I apparently don't want it to be that way because it is that way. Right? Take the mask off. It is that way. Come to you for this because I need this. I come to worship you today, God. Oh, yeah, and by the way, I need... You know, I mean, we all do that. We all do that. But I want to give my life for him. I want to lay my life down for him. Greater love hath no man that he could lay his life down for his friends. And the best friend you could ever have is him. Him. And then when we come into his presence, and we are, there's no agenda. And I'm just worshiping him and loving him. And, and he's just everything. And, and nothing else matters but him. He's going to speak to me 
to do something. And that's what she was talking about this morning, that Cornelius was praying and giving. And he, and he wanted his household to be right with God. Amen. And so whenever I just come to him and there's nothing, I don't want there to be anything in it for me. I don't want, to, I don't want that. And I tell that thing to get out of me. In the name of Jesus, that, that need to be seen or that need to be affirmed or that need, whatever that need is, the reason that I come to him, the reason that I stand up in front of you, the reason that I teach, the reason that I want to be seen as the one over. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't want that. I don't want any of that. I don't want that in me. I don't want that mindset in me anymore. I don't want any part of that. I want to come to him, lay my life down for him because he is worthy. He is worthy for me to just do what he says do. Yes, Julie. Julie. I saw when you were speaking, when you said, Cornelius said, I want my household to be saved. And um, when we do, when we pray, and it doesn't matter how many hours we pray, if that motive, if there is a motive, mm -hmm. any motive, any agenda, when we're coming before God for our household like that, that is why our household does not get saved. That is why that prayer doesn't, I've seen, it does not get answered. It just drags out forever, and mm -hmm. it feels so hard because we're going to God with a motive. We're going, I praise you, I love you, but save this household. Mm -hmm. I love you if you'll save them. Now, if you don't save them now, I got a I problem with love you, you. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I was just, I was, when we were praying, I said, okay, God, what, <laughs> what are my motives? Show me my motivation to for doing the things that I do. Do I do it because it, it just needs to be done? Uh, because sometimes that's a motive as mm -hmm. well. You're not really doing it. That's what I saw about myself. Mm -hmm. That's my motive. It just needs to be done. Well, there's no God in that. Yeah. Amen. Forgive me, Forgive me Lord. We just see it and we just do it. When what she's talking about this morning is coming and breaking through into his presence and allowing him to speak to me, and then that's what I do. That's what I do. Instead of what I'm thinking or instead of what I see needs to be done or instead of what, you know, I come into his presence, break through all of my stuff, break through into his where he can speak to me, Spirit to spirit, and then that's what I do. That right there, we've been talking about taking authority. Well, that right there, that's how you do it. That's how we do it right there. We get into his presence, and we let him speak to my spirit. 
and then I get up and I do whatever he says do. If he says take authority over something in the prayer right then, I take authority over it right then in the name of Jesus. I drive that thing out. You get out in the name of Jesus, and I get up and I go do what he said do. He says right here, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Where he going to command me to do something? When does he command me to do something? In prayer. When I have connected with him. When my spirit, spirit. See, God is a spirit. And those that worship him will worship in spirit and truth. So I have to get in that place in prayer where my mind, I disengage my mind. And that for me was the hardest thing I've ever done was to disengage my mind. I still have issues with it sometimes. Still have issues. I have to press through this thing. Ah, sometimes I wish we, I could have a spiritual lobotomy, you know? Cut, just cut whatever portion that is out. <laughs> it is called life. Because there are things that happen in life, and I do need Jesus. I can't get fixed if I don't have him fix it he's the only one that can fix it and so I do need him but I don't want that to be my reason for going to him I don't want that to be my reason that's not love that's not a love an intimate love relationship pastor Cindy Mr. Casey said something in prayer one day that changed my life, and it was the fact that he said, we, we are conditioned to worship Jesus out of need. We need you, Jesus, and we do. Yes. But we can position ourselves now yes. to worship him out of love. Yes. And also, the Spirit of the Lord said, when you, he had just said, God is spirit, God is love. Love is spirit, and to get that love... You go into the spirit. Yes, it yes. says that you build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Yes. And faith works by love. So it all, you know, it's all entwined together mm -hmm. to the point that we can fall so much in love with him that everything that we do is motivated by that love. Yes. And that's what we're talking about. That's where I want to be. Motivated. That, that love is my motivation, that that is the only reason that I come to him is simply because I love him. The only reason I stand up here before you is because I love him. I can't tell you how many times I went home on Sunday afternoon and said, Oh, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to do that, God. I don't, please don't make me do that again. You know? When we get to that place where we are... There's nothing in it for us. I go to God just because he is God Almighty. Yes. God Almighty. Yes. And that's what we do when we worship a God. Yes. God Almighty. Then it's in within that that everything, God meets everything. He gives us everything. strategies. He everything. He gives us words. Everything. Everything. And, and what Pastor was saying about the people and the money and the child they put all their responsibility on me, every drop of responsibility, and walked away. Mm -hmm. And then when God came through, I think that's why maybe I'm so angry. <laughs> 
But when God came through after praying and fasting and pulling down strongholds, then it was like, they're like, God answered my prayers. (laughs) Nope. God didn't answer your prayers. God answered my prayers. Mm -hmm. God had mercy on this situation is what it was. It's not even my prayers. God had mercy on that situation. Well, now I said all that to say, I think we're afraid sometimes that he won't mm-hmm. be there for us. Mm-hmm. And, and because the Bible does say, make your petitions known. Mm-hmm. And so there is a time and a place for that. Yes. And if we could just see, if we could come into that relationship, develop that relationship of spirit and truth, come into his presence just because I love you, we don't have to be afraid. Amen. Because he will meet us at that place. Yes, he will. He has time and time again. And we don't have to be afraid. Amen. And I think that one reason that we are afraid that he's not going to be there is because we really don't have a revelation of who we are and where we are and who he is in us. We don't have a revelation of that. Um, so it's like I haven't come into my place of relationship with him yet. I'm doing things out of, you know, because that's what I'm supposed to do, or, you know, I got some fire insurance. <laughs> I ain't going to go to hell. So, I ha- you know, I got to do this, and this is what Christians are supposed to do, and things like that, but, but that's because we don't have the revelation of where we're seated. We don't have a re- revelation of who he is and, and who I am in him because I am no one outside of him. Amen? Amen? I'm no one outside of him. I can't do anything outside of him. He says that I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. So my righteousness is all about him. I'm seated in heavenly places through him. Amen? So when we get a revelation of where we are and who we are and whose we are, and it's all connected, it's all tied up in there together, then ain't no devil going to have his way in my stuff. Amen? I didn't say he ain't going to try. I didn't say he wasn't going to poke. And he wasn't going to try. Because one thing we have to see is Satan is taking authority. He's taking authority. And whenever I then step up and I decide to take authority, he gets a little upset. Well, too bad. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 to stand. And when you've done all to stand, you stand some more. And I think you get a little cocky with it. Because God is backing me up. When I know who I am and I know whose I am and I know where I am, it's okay. The devil can rear his ugly head. He can act like a fool if he wants to. He must go. James 4 or 7, is it 7? I got it wrote down somewhere. 
Yes, James 4, 7. Let's look at that. Hallelujah. We get, we get in the revelation of whose we are and where he has placed us. Amen. It says in James 4, 7, therefore, see, we always say resist the devil and he will flee. There's a little bit more to that scripture. Because you can resist him all day long, but if you have not submitted your life to God, the devil knows you hadn't. And Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who is you? Who are you? Because you ain't submitted your life to God. And he knows it. Oh, my gosh. That's why the Alcoholic Anonymous says, I'm an alcoholic to the day I die because they haven't submitted themselves to God. They have not submitted. And that's why I just love Brother Arthur because he got a revelation. He got a revelation. A couple of Sundays ago when Pastor stood up there and started talking about authority and teaching that authority, and all of a sudden he said something did this something flipped in his stomach and he said oh my god i will never ever go back to using because i have authority i have authority over that thing he has submitted his life to god give my life to you god you do whatever you want to do through me any way you want to do it anyhow to anybody i don't care you paid the price for me. I belong to you. I don't have my own agenda. I don't have my own plans. I don't have no rights. The only right I have is through Christ Jesus, and it is to take my authority over the devil and drive him out of my life and the life of my family and my friends and my church, my nation, and the world. That's a whole lot. That's a whole lot. Hallelujah. Submit to him. Give my life to him. Whatever it is that he's called me to do. Whatever it is he wants me to do. Give, I got to submit to him. And then resist the devil. And guess what? He has to go. He has to go. He ain't got no choice. And Ephesians 6 says, right there, see, see, I done submitted to God, and I done, get out in the name of Jesus, get out. And he says, when you've done all to stand, 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 because he's got to flee. He has to flee. He has to flee. He has to. He ain't got no choice. The word said he has to flee. So if I'm, if I'm resisting, but he ain't going nowhere, then I need to check something. I need to check something. Just like she's sending them finances. If my finances is tore up, and I'm like, Jesus, what the world is going on in this checkbook? Help! I got to check. I got to check what's going on in here, in me. Am I breaking through in prayer over them finances? Am I breaking through in prayer and hearing God say, give $20, give $2,000, give what? And am I giving it? And am I obeying? I was thinking, um, I can believe God because I see him do it for you. I know that my kids can be saved. I know um, because your kids are saved. And 
we're not different. And so I can look in this church and see the victory that they that everyone has, and I know that I can have it. But I also know that somewhere along the line, he spoke to you and he said, do this and this and this with Hunter, do this and this and this with Josh, and you had to either do it or not. And so we we can go all that way of, you know, praying and breaking through, and but if we don't obey, there's nothing else to do. We have to go back to what he said, back um, have a situation, you know, and... And someone in my family, and, you know, I'll pray, 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 pray. And this morning, I'm brushing my teeth, and I hear God say, do this, this, this. And I said, oh, don't, don't you want me to pray? <laughs> you mean pray, right? That's what you said. You said pray. It's been enough praying. You know, there, there's instruction with the prayer. Yes, yes, yes. There's instruction. There's instruction. And, and when she said that, I thought, oh, and all of y'all that have the home group leader, you know, the thing, the word instruction is not finished in that. So just know that's instruction. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we have, he gives us instruction, and we must obey him then. If I don't obey him, nothing is going to happen. Nothing. Nothing. I can pray till the cows come home, and that's all that's going to happen is cows coming home. Nothing else is going to take place. Sister Michelle, because you lived that life of, you got your instruction, Sister Michelle, because you lived that life of Amen. prayer. You have that relationship. You serve him because you love him, not because of what you can yes, get out of him. Yes, not because of what you can get out of him. And the thing is, she was brushing her teeth when the instruction came. And see, that's a lot of times we don't. We don't realize that. We think I got to be up here fasting in the 39th day of the 40-day fast before I get my instruction. And it comes, thus saith the Lord God. No, I'm brushing my teeth. Yes. Brushing my teeth. How many instructions have I got washing dishes? Washing dishes and God speak. Yes. Driving down the road and almost have a wreck because God done spoke to me. I mean, the Creator has spoke to me. And that's what we need to see. The Creator just spoke to me and gave me an instruction to do this. Oh, my God. Ain't no devil in hell going to keep me from doing this. Myself might keep me from it. <gasps> Lord, I just did it. I went there. Pastor Casey... I went there. Something she just said reminded me we were in prayer yesterday and this came up and what came out of my spirit was we are not special. Mm -mm. You are not special. I'm not special. And, and we take that, that phrase as a negative, but it's really we think that we are special, that we're different because what she said was I saw Elder Barbara's. I saw that it worked for her. And so I know it can work for me. But there's a... a lying spirit that comes in us sometimes and says it worked for elder barbara but it don't work for me because mm -hmm. all these reasons mm -hmm. but that's a lie because yeah, god's not a respecter of person no, he's not. not one of us is different than anybody else in god and so if i can see that it worked for elder barbara then i can know 100 percent beyond a shadow of a doubt yes it'll work for me yes because i am not special no not in that way mm. i'm i'm not any different <laughs> Than any 
somebody else. If it worked for one person, it's going to work for me. I just yes. have to pray and hear yes. God and do and it. obey. Because that's the key. That's what he's looking at. And that's what he responds to is my obedience. Because that to obey God takes faith. And it says in the word that it's impossible to please him without faith. And so me, every single time, do you not think it takes faith when, when I know that my child is supposed to be here in this ministry with me and my child says, Mom, we're moving to Texas next week. And I, it takes faith for me to say, really? Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> you know, it takes a lot of faith for me to not say, what? You know where you're called to be. You was raised up to be in this ministry right here. You know God ain't in Texas. Ain't no God in Texas. Ain't no God in Texas. (laughs) I've been there. It takes faith to obey him. It takes faith. And, And guess what? Things don't happen like that without him letting us know something didn't happen. Because we're in prayer. Because we give it in prayer. And he then he's going to let us know this, you know, something's on its way. But just keep your mouth shut. Don't say a word. That takes so much. That, to me, keep your mouth shut, don't say nothing, took more faith than stepping out on the water. I think. I mean, I never had to step out on the water, you know. But keep your mouth shut is a big deal. It's a big deal. Ooh, it's tough. But through him, when I've already been with him, already been in there in that secret place, and he spoke something to me, and he's done told me, he done showed me the plan. Fire. Just nothing but fire. I know that's what he has. I know that. So I don't say nothing else. Nothing else. And then I go to my bedroom, and I lock that door, and I go, Jesus! She's taking him to Texas. <laughs> she don't want to go to Texas either. You know, they're just running from the call of God, which is exactly what I've done. Running from the call of God. We got to go try something over there because this over here ain't working because I ain't submitted to God. That's, the, that's all. But, but I'm telling you, if you don't go ahead and get in prayer and see or hear what God has to say about the situation, then whenever that rises up, you're going to freak out. <gasps> and then you're going to say something that's just going to drive them deeper into Texas. Really? You know, you, you done lost your mind, and you're doing this, and my kid's crazy, and, 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 and you know you wasn't raised that way, and you know you need to get in church. Hey, Pastor, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but whenever we don't get in prayer and have a word from God, and the word can come while I'm washing dishes or brushing my teeth, Whenever that word comes, then I'm going to step out on that word, and that's the only thing I'm going to do. That is obedience. That is taking my authority. Hallelujah. I get results from that and that alone. Amen, Julie. The bottom line is that every one of us that wants the power, that wants to operate in the power of, of God Almighty, Yes. Through Jesus Christ, we will have to come to that point. Yes. 
where yes. we decide, are we serving you because we love you? Are we serving you because of what's in it for me? Yeah. Now, when we cross over, I serve you because you are because God I Almighty. I submit to you. I surrender myself to you. I submit to you, and I take my authority. Mm -hmm. Then we have nothing but power. Yes. Nothing but power. Nothing but power. You want to say something? I just want to say this. I don't know who it might set free, but it set me free today. Um, this morning, we was getting ready for church, and... I was getting ready to take a shower, and the shower didn't work right, and I was calling to Paul, cause I, and I couldn't hear him, and he hollered and screamed, and, I did, and, and the devil said, get him back, get him back, and I said, no, I will not do it this time, I'm going to pass the test, Amen. I'm a pass, and I put on a, a song uh, to God, and look what the pastor came in here and gave me a word over our finances. So I thank you, Jesus. Yes, amen. That I did have to submit. I mean, little things like that you got to submit to. Well, when he speaks knows. to us, when he speaks to us one day, because one day, one day Dana was cutting my hair, and my husband come in there and he asked me something, and I said, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I gave him the answer. But I didn't realize I sounded that way. She's cutting my hair, and she has scissors in her hand. And so... I think you were cutting it. Give me a perm or something. I don't know. And you said that was you was a little harsh to him. And I'm like, what? What? And I'm telling you, it wasn't just a couple of days later in prayer. Pastor Angie looked at me. She wasn't no pastor then, but she looked at me and she said, "I feel that the the spirit of the Lord is saying to me that a soft answer turns away much wrath." He not spoke to me two times. You was harsh to him. And a soft answer turns away much wrath. So six weeks down the road, I still have to have a soft answer. I still have to watch how I'm talking to him. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? That word's not just for right this second and I can obey it right. No, I got to obey it six months down the road too. And I have not all the time. But I say, oh, I'm sorry, honey, you know. And go on ahead and, and get back up on there. The righteous fall seven times, but they give back up. We don't let it keep us down. We get back up. Okay, here we go. Let's go, God. I'm going. Amen. So we are seated in heavenly places. We never did even get to that. We're seated in heavenly places with him. And we are his body. And he wants to touch the world through us. And we have to walk in obedience in order to do that. Amen. Thank you.